Hey, Red. What's up, Oban? <laughs> Do you know that uh, if you want to support us more, they can go to our Patreon? Yeah. They get Discord community, Ask Madam Red Anything, and a bonus episode. Mm, and I also hear sometimes there's like a little bit of extra sexy content that comes in once in a while. Absolutely. Sometimes I appear naked. Mm, where should they go? They should go to truenorthdom.com under our support us into our Patreon. Love it. You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast. A discussion of all things kink, fetish, DS, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. Hi, Oban. Hello, Daddy. How are you? I'm just sitting here in my house coat, drinking a sparkling water, nestling in. Yeah, I am uh, all cozy in my house. There's a bunch of snow, the great white north up here in Canada. It's very december <laughs> So I was thinking of you today, actually. Oh, <clears throat> was it when you were like all hot and bothered? Uh, no, I haven't gotten there yet today. So I was shoveling the snow off of my car. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember one of your first tasks yes. when we were thinking about doing a DS? That's right. <laughs> I remember that. What was that task? I had to randomly, or not randomly, I had to choose a stranger or a random person and clean the snow off their car for them without yes. saying anything to them about what it was. Yes. That's right. I did it. I, <laughs> I used to make that. you do acts of kindness to people when you served me. <laughs> Which is nice because, you know, I'm about acts of service. You know, it's funny. We really <laughs> just couldn't, we just really couldn't get that DS thing going between us. It just, it just it's okay. It was funny, but we tried. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as I walked into the, the kink party the other day there, I mean, we're instantly giving each other shit, man. We're instantly just going at each other. And right. I love you more as a friend. You're a phenomenal dominatrix, a phenomenal person. Um, <laughs> you're just not the right dom fit for me, but I wouldn't mind getting fucked in the ass by you sometime again. But <laughs> I can't even fit a finger in my ass, so fuck That's that. all I am. Everybody's party favor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, am I, I am that difficult red. to serve? I'm really, am I that hard to serve for? <laughs> not, anyways. I am Oban and I am a host of this podcast. <laughs> did you just say before that? I'm yes, Daddy I red. did. I was trying to <laughs> joke with you. <laughs> I'm Daddy Red, I'm a host of the True North Dom podcast, and I identify as a dominatrix. I identify as a submissive and just all around cool person. Um, by the way, I want to say hi to our listeners. Thank you for listening. And of course, a second greeting. Welcome back. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Those are only for those who are subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, you don't get that second greeting. <laughs> <laughs> if you subscribe, then you'll get it. <laughs> Is that your new thing now? 
I like it. <clears throat> Maybe we'll get I'll more subscribers. I'll support it. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a really interesting book the other day. Yeah. <clears throat> on my iPad. And one of the chapters was talking about do dominant women really like submissive men? And I think it was talking more about dating wise. Like at the end of the day, like let's say you're in a relationship. My sound might get crazy. I got to get yeah. my uh, battery charger for my laptop here. Yeah. So, I mean, when you had mentioned this to me, the idea that kind of gets to my mind, and I think it comes from a place of um, insecurity on men's part. And so we're just going to talk about um, men and females, probably in mostly cis in this conversation, well, but let uh, me elaborate more of the scenario. So people understand, I don't want people thinking, Oh, my Dom really hates me, even though I'm serving her and I'm submissive. Okay. To well, her. I want to just give you my thoughts on it and then you can expand on it. I, the way that I was kind of thinking you were thinking about it is I think we hear a lot of times from men or <clears throat> that may or may not be in a relationship is do they really, do they really like having a submissive uh, partner? Do they really like men that are submissive? Do they really get excited about it? Do they really, do they enjoy this or do they just hate men or do they just, do they really just have a secret hate for me? And the reason I'm saying that is because these were thoughts I sometimes had coming from a place of insecurity. And then I also think it's, it's fed by dominant cis males who are like, yeah, only no one really would like a submissive man. Who would ever want a man who's submissive? They only want dominant men. And again, I think both of those things are coming from a, a place of insecurity, especially on the dominant part and the, and the submissive. That's my thinking. What, what, how are you thinking? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely on that. And the author was actually talking about their relationship to their partner where it comes from acts of love too, but the partner in the real world isn't truly a submissive man. And how a lot of women actually don't really like a submissive man. They actually like a man who can hold their own, who has courage, who can stand on their two feet, who can support themselves. I think the, yeah, I think the cultural, let's, let's call it the cultural conversation is they like um, a cis male who is like that, um, you know, uh, Yellowstone TV show where it's like a strong, dominant man who like runs, runs a world, sometimes takes you by the hand. I'm just saying like what some of the narrative sometimes is, right? I guess Someone it doesn't who's gonna... have to be that alpha. I mean, I know for myself, I'm a very independent woman. I don't need someone crawling on their knees like, oh, mistress. Oh, even like as a husband or a romantic partner. I don't want someone up my ass constantly at my every beck and so, call. Okay, so then let's, let's dive like into that. I do like a man who's independent, who has his shit together, who can be on his own and do his own things. But when it comes to the bedroom, he can be a bottom, he can be a submissive, he can role play with me. Okay, well, let's, let's dive into this a little bit. So we're talking about lifestyle. We're not talking about in play or anything, but we're talking about having an actual relationship or partnership with, uh, and again, we're talking most likely talking about cis males and females here. But you know, will a cis female like to be with a cis male that's submissive? <clears throat> I think that role does fit in, but I think it even comes into our own 
um, misconceptions of what submissive and dominant is, even amongst ourselves as kinky people. But like you brought up the book. So you brought up this topic. I really want to hear your conversation on it. And then I'll, and then I would kind of chat. What was the book about or what was about what, what did it kind of talk about? Um, the book was about DS relationships and how to, I guess, train your submissive or slave, <clears throat> how the author met her submissive slave, how she's dated a lot of alpha men and how it didn't work out. But the one guy, he's not naturally submissive in the real world. I mean, he is an uh, introverted sex successful businessman you know do his own thing whatever but then she was talking about in the bedroom he fantasizes about femdom and likes wearing the pants and it was talking also in the book you can't always wear that pants 24 7 and how people fantasize about oh this could be always be 24 7 and it's talking about having a small person of that but actually at the end of the day your partner is your partner and you need to think realistically. Yeah. So it's interesting because we've talked in the past how my submiss submissiveness. Uh, it was talking about how submissives also, the book was more directed how submissives can find and date a dominant woman. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that I came into my submissiveness is, is we've talked about this before you know, my dominant found me and basically told me that I was submissive. I was under the cultural idea that you needed to be dominant. And I think if someone looked at me generally as a, uh, a person, especially at that time, um, I was an owner <clears throat> of a very successful business. I ran multiple employees, <clears throat> excuse me, I, gave, I was telling people what to do all the time. Um, I ran a household with a family. I was uh, very successful in that matter. And so I think I, on certain levels, that amount of, uh, you know, it, it put off that I was this dominant personality. I was very sure in my actions <laughs> and things I did in my business. Yeah, I don't think you're a submissive man because you're confident but You're very think, social. You can do your. When I think of a submissive man, I think someone who tears themselves down, lets people. So that's what I think. That's what I think I was loner. getting to. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I was getting to before was like when I was saying the the definition of submissive is I think the the wrong type of wording because I am definitely I said at the top of this podcast I, I identify as a submissive, mm -hmm. but I still find myself. Some of the things that people tell me, um, especially in the vanilla world, is I come across very confident. I'm confident in what I'm doing and, and who I am and stuff like that. There's mm -hmm. different levels to that. But nonetheless, that's how I sometimes present. So to some people, that doesn't come across as a submissive nature. So, but there is very much a serving submissive part to me. We've talked about this, even though I have a dominant yes. side, there's yes. very much a sub submissive servant side to me that I love and enjoy. And so <clears throat> I think it's almost a word. I think maybe what someone, very few people may not want is a partner 
and again, we're just talking about cis males and females, is maybe a cis male that really doesn't have the confidence, can't really do things for themselves. Like a doormat. Yeah. So it's a different word. I don't really think that's a submissive. I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's someone who's insecure. I think that's someone who is, because we've talked before in any DS dynamic, you need to, um, you're setting boundaries. You've, you're allowing that person to uh, do these things for you and you need to have a confident manner in it Um to be able to do some of this stuff. Like you have to, one of the biggest things that uh, being submissive through my, my role and even now is through my submissiveness, <clears throat> I've gained confidence. <clears throat> being submissive and vulnerable actually really helped me with my body image, made me even more confident and secure. And, and again, we've talked about this in the past. I'm not, it's not like this is a 100% and I'm done with it, but like there are things that really came out of, of um, these, this DS relationship in, in serving and being submissive where people would look at it from the outside where it looks like this person is being beat down and humiliated and uh, subjugated yet it actually was building up my power and building up my confidence. Right. Right. And I don't know, we've talked about this a few times. It's, um, it's really, it's, I, I don't understand it. And I'm glad there's books, but like being submissive, you can't be insecure. Also, you need to be secure. I think sometimes those insecure people end up doing like topping from the bottom and stuff. Right. I don't know. Like maybe I sound a little stupid and I'm yabbering, but like I think there's a confidence. I get what you're strength. saying about the insecurity, but also I find too people who top from the bottom are sometimes just fucking selfish. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not necessarily insecurity, but they're like, I want what I want out of this exchange of energy. And yeah, yeah, of course. They're they're missing the whole boat of they're the missing power, on what it's about. The power right? exp- power exchange and devotion and what that is right I mean yeah I mean I think but I think there are people who truly want um uh, a partner that does serve them on some level so let's flip this okay Uh, totally I want a partner that puts me on a pedestal that would be amazing (laughs) why don't you let me let's flip this why why is why does a dominant cis male want a submissive cis female? Let's flip it now. Okay. Mm. Let's flip that. What do they want? Um, I think it's very sexual. They like to be in control, right? Okay, so why, why doesn't that equal the opposite then? Um, I, I like being in control, especially in the bedroom. Of course you do. I, I love dictating my sex. I love well, just I think, creeping up behind a man same. in the kitchen yeah, and yeah. just like sticking my things inside his holes. What'd you do when I was getting changed at the kink party? What's the first thing you I did? kept trying to stick my finger up your butt. <laughs> yeah, that's what you like doing. <laughs> I, but I'm not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But 
I, I think too, it's by nature that men are used to that role because when I talk to men on dating sites and, you know, I say, you know, I'm a top, yeah. like I like to dictate the bedroom. I love pegging. Like this is me. They instantly think, oh, oh, I'm not going to be your doormat. And it's like, no, I don't view it at, that way. Um, at all. I like the, for me, I like the devotion aspect and I love the, the servitude yes. and being put on a pedestal, like someone's like, I'm in the eyes I'm being seen. And I think that someone, yeah, the attention's think- on me and I, and I'm not a, an attention whore by any means. No. I'm not that type of person, but I do want a man who in the real world can go about his own hobbies, not be needy, who's confident, who's, I don't say he has to be like an alpha man, like I'm hunter gatherer, I'll protect you and fix your car. I mean, that's hot, but at the same time, I need someone, if I'm in trouble, like this might be the whole woman primal instinct I need to know you're going to protect me. Mm-hmm. If someone's coming in with a gun bursting down my door, I need to know you've got some nuts to get in front of that and help out. Yeah. And I would almost say that the ultimate submissive is that role. How much more are you serving somebody if you're taking care of that person? So I think there's a way of looking at it. What I wanted to say is like those things well, I, about a female. I've looked at it as. I'm going to try not to talk over you because we always tend to do that. <laughs> a submissive, I always refer as kind of like a soldier. And the dominant is the country. And the submissive will serve, protect, devote to its country, like a soldier to its country as a submissive to its yeah. dom. Yeah, I think that's, that's a very the analogy point. that I always looked at. Like you respect your country, you trust your country, you have faith in your country that it has your back when you go in frontline defense. You want to make your country happy. You have this pride. So I always think of a submissive likewise to a dom in that analogy. So, I mean, I think in the flip female world, why I'm wanting to bring this up is I know as someone who was married a long time and spoke to many married men, um, lots of times, you know, the married men had their hobbies. They would go golfing and whatever else. And they loved their women who uh, really needed them and look after them and kind of in a, you know, not in a kink way, but like to have them be submissive and needing them. Okay. But what happened is like, these is it like women, a male ego? Well, let me just explain a little bit more Okay, is these women then became very much attached to them. They didn't have their own hobbies. If their kids weren't around, Mm. then they wanted their husbands and they're out golfing. They didn't go and do anything. And they used to always say to me, like, like, why, why are you able to go golfing? And your wife isn't texting you every hour. I'm like, my wife is strong, independent. She has her own hobbies. She's doing her own thing. And yes, there are things that I, my wife needs me. Used to always say my wife, my wife didn't need me. My wife chose me. She, always, she <laughs> exactly. always said this. And I think we like this in this role. So now that's a vanilla relationship, but it definitely, when we're talking about DS, we're talking about relationships. And I think women want, uh, if we're going to do that over, women want, would love, to, there are women that want to have a submissive male, like you said, but you want them to also have their own confidence, their own hobbies. And their yes. own things they do. Your wife and I are very similar. We're Ex-wife. both very strong personalities, very independent, like to right. do our own things. Yeah, remember to say ex-wife, ex-wife. Ex-wife, sorry. <laughs> I don't personally want someone up my asshole, needy, yeah, 24-7. No. But when I need you, 
I fucking need you. So, Shit I mean, sideways. Yeah. Like now that, um, you know, that relationship uh, has moved into another phase. Now we're co-parents and living separate lives. Um, and I look back at it through my kink lens and being single now, it was definitely a dominant woman with a submissive male. I want to ask, was your um, ex-wife a micromanager as well? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and That's why we act like a married couple. You're just used to the role. <laughs> and I know what one of your... Um, one of your love languages is, is your love. One of your love languages is acts of service. And so was my <clears throat> ex-wives. Actually, yeah. actually it's touch and quality time. Oh yeah. Quality time was very big with her too. Her if too, I see someone hanging time. out with me and they're constantly on their cell phone, mm-hmm. I will lose my shit. Yeah. I actually, I brought that up to my ex. Actually, he was making comments and I said, no, you're fucking always on your phone. Like, why but, would I want to be with someone who's always on their phone? But I'm going to argue that access service is very big. You literally play that role. You like them to do things for you. Access service is I very guess big in your love it language. doesn't strike me as a romantic love language because I get it through kink already. I right? know, but you're thinking it in a romantic sense. That's what you want in a relationship. And you got to think you're thinking of love only in a romantic sexual way. Love is plutonic. Love is, is yeah. so much other ways. Just I having a relationship you. with you. I know your love languages as a friend. We love each other as friends. And I know the things that you, that you love and, and, and make you feel safe and comfortable. And maybe I can have three, maybe quality time, oh, access, service and touch. Yeah. <laughs> my, my least is gifts. Yeah. Like I could care less about mm-hmm. gifts unless it's flowers and cookies, of course. Right. And you know what my, what are my two top love languages? Um, touch is definitely a big one. And mm-hmm. I would say words of affirmation. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Those are it. Oh, see. Yep. Now that's I would why when say, someone says good boy, I fucking melt. Right. I would say you're receiving or you're giving, your giving is touch and you love giving gifts. Yeah, yeah. Every time I talk to you when you had multiple partners, you're like, I got to get her a gift. I got to give her a yeah. gift or I got to buy her flowers or I got to do this. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, that's how I like to give it out. Yeah. Although I, I find you're very, and maybe this is the poly way, not to stray away from the actual conversation that we're having with doms and subs, but you're, you're a good listener. Um, so here, I'm going to stretch your ego a little bit. So listen, your head's going to get big. You're, you're a good listener. So you're really good with multiple partners, knowing what their love language is and adapting to each partner. Yes. I would say I'm very adaptable, adaptable in that kind of sense. Right. And that's what I started to learn is I'm like, okay, this person I'm with their love languages. Most of the people that were some of my long-term partners since my relationship have been gifts of service. They love gifts, so not gifts of service, uh, receiving gifts. And then when I'm giving them gifts, that works really well. Um, quality time were, were ones that I struggled with in a poly dynamic because I physically had less time. Yes. yes. People, that, people that were communicative and really good at, at um, words of affirmation to me. I had one partner, <clears throat> we were together for a year. Her words of affirmation were phenomenal. Oh my God. Like they, they so were so phenomenal with me, but I kind of learned how to, I'm not saying that I was um, 
always good at it. But yeah, you're right. I kind of would learn what each person's was, whether they knew it or not, and mm. um, and try to connect with it. Um, yeah, I find, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, I find quality time being an entrepreneur is really hard. And I typically, it's kind of funny. Most of the people I date are male business owners. Yeah. Yeah. My, my first husband, uh, that's how we met. I worked for his company and, um, <clears throat> I would say my previous partner, he was an entrepreneur and men that I typically go on dates. Not that I think they're like dominant cause I don't do well full on alpha dominant. No, um, you don't males. No. But, and both did acts of service, but definitely quality time I find with entrepreneurs is really hard to squeeze in, especially when you're an entrepreneur as well, because you're both doing your business. Yeah. You, I think you, um, and this is, was the same of my, my wife of long-term is you, you squirm under any feelings of control. One of the biggest things was always like, my wife was like, um, why do I need to have my phone on all the time? You don't need to get a hold of me all the time. Like you're not controlling me. I don't need to tell you where I am all the time, right? And I'm like, I'm not here to control you. I'm not here to tell you, but I'm like, I need to get a hold of you if we need to deal with something with our mutual son or this. I just like, so I had to really um, couch the conversation um, about what that was because if it came across as me trying to control her in any way, like I want you to tell me where you are all the time, it became off. And I was like, I don't give a shit where you are because I trust you. And I didn't give a crap. I just want to know if I can get a hold of you in a situation. I don't and like you're the same. questions. I am. My ex was very insecure. My bottom sub and romantic partner. Mm -hmm. It was constantly who you're hanging out with. Who's at that party? What are you doing today? And it, it drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. I said, I'm just doing this. <clears throat> There's no need to get in the nitty gritty details of whatever it is. It's, it drove me fucking bonkers. Totally. So I think when it comes to this whole conversation of submissiveness, I think I'm going to take more from it. It's not so much that women don't want a submissive male. A partner doesn't want a- A pussy. An unconfident partner. <laughs> male or female or non-binary or whatever gender okay. you're identifying with. If you're with a partner that's insecure and not confident, um, that's very hard to respect. And it comes down to respect. A really huge turn on for me is a, a man with courage. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I like the old days of dating when a guy would come up to you at the bar and look at you directly in the face and talk to you and ask you out because it showed like, there's a lot of courage to just sure. be up, upfront, vulnerable. Hey, here I am looking at you and I'm going to say it. Yeah. Like, I and, really admire courage. And they can do that in a respectful way. We're not saying they need to grab your butt or do something. They're just coming to you in a respectful manner, having a conversation with you. But I think we flipped it on this other side is people that don't understand how to communicate say, oh, well, men are being attacked because of me too. And I, I have to be careful. Otherwise someone's going to think I'm attacking them. No, you don't need to touch someone. You don't need to act like a creep, but you can approach someone in a confident, a strong manner, get to know them, say, Hey, can I, whatever the conversation is, and then just be direct and respectful. But I think it kind of, people are flipping <laughs> it on this other side too. 
Well, even having the courage to, and I know you've said this a lot, especially talking, you know, about submissives or people who want to explore submissive role is having the the courage to talk about your boundaries and just being vulnerable and communicating your needs. Like, what do you need in the bedroom? What do you need in a partnership? What do you need? And I, I know I've mentioned before, men don't really talk about their feelings per se. That's, so they don't want to act submissive. On yeah. When they have the courage to take those risks of communication, like uh, risks, period, being a high totally. risk person, a turn on. Yeah. And so I think it's really the whole definition of submissive. It's they, people, men don't want to have their feelings because then they sound like they're a wuss and they're not confident. That's not the thing. It's actually brave to be vulnerable and have a conversation. It's actually strong to say, this is what I want, or this is what I need, and this is what I would like to give you. It's even more important to say, not even so much what you want, but like, what can I offer? There are so many times when people are like, I want someone that's this, 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 and this. And then I'm like, wait a second, you want that, but what do you offer? What are you as a person? What do you offer and bring up in a partnership? A plate of cookies. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> Good blowjobs. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's a really cool conversation, but I think the whole idea about women don't really want a submissive male is because they're feeling insecure. And some of those thoughts in my mind were like, yeah, do these women only like me because I give them sometimes gifts or does this Dom only like me? Do they, does this Dom really like me because I'm like this or it this? It might be true, but at the same time, you don't know till you just- You don't know. And you start to think through experience. it. But what you do is you actually have conversations with those people and you start going through. And at the end of the day, there are also shitty people, okay? There are shitty people okay. out there and we have to be careful of all of that. But what it also made me realize is when you start being like that and thinking like that, that's when- you're you miss out on opportunities. Totally. And your confidence and your lack thereof confidence is very easy to see. Very easy to see. Look, I'm not Don Juan. <clears throat> I do not look like Brad Pitt. Um, what? Yeah, I know. But um, I, uh, I do okay with meeting partners. And there are times when people tell me I'm sexy as fuck. And guess what? That's another reason why I felt really good is I had lots of people tell me how hot and sexy I looked on Saturday, right? They love that shit. One thing that I will say as a dominant woman that really pisses me off in the lifestyle or the community, uh, you know, actually in the real world too, when men are really desperate, Mm -hmm. desperation is a huge turn. Oh, it shows big time, right? It shows when they're, we call it thirsty, right? Online a lot. Yes, someone yeah. like really needs it. Like they're thirsty <clears throat> for the sex or thirsty for the love. Yeah. It comes off, right? And it comes off desperate and it comes off horrible. And um, I don't think anyone really wants that. I mean, there are people that enjoy that, that want to use it and, uh, you know, take advantage of things. There are people that like that. And maybe when we're younger, we kind of figure those things out. But ultimately, is that what we want? Um, no, I mean, there's no. times when we're thirsty. It's like a huge turnoff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. That's an interesting conversation. I mean, we're by far not the experts at all. I would love to have a conversation, bring someone in with some, uh, uh, maybe a background in uh, couples counseling or therapy or some ideas on 
on some of that stuff or psychology. I'd love to expand this conversation a second time. We actually do have someone. Good. Well, then maybe we'll have to, we'll extend this in another interview then. I would love to do that. It'd be very cool to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyone wants to chime in on this conversation, please do get a hold of us on our um, Instagram page uh, or also our FetLife account, both uh, True North Dom, D-O-M-M-E. We'd love to be part of the conversation. Shout out to our sponsors. We'd like a special thanks to our sponsor, Switch Kitchen. If you like your BDSM porn, ethical, consensual, uh, body positive, please check out uh, Switch Kitchen at .xyz. Yep. And uh, we thank them for the support and thank you guys for supporting them. If you like to check out some Daddy Red porn and content, you can find that at daddyred.xyz and all my links are there as well. And I'm always found on Instagram because I'm on it all the time. I think we're going to do a kick TikTok. Man, I'm on TikTok more than Instagram now. Stockings, S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-S. We have a True North Dom TikTok. Okay, well, we got to start doing something on there. I don't know what we can put on that won't get banned. We... You, you, okay. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. You know, you know what? Next time we're together, we'll just start doing some stupid. Uh, we'll just start doing some stupid TikToks. And uh, I actually, with pro work, thought about stepping away from social media quite a bit. Yeah, because yeah. it seems like I'm posting, but nothing's coming through. Like my porn's not selling. Like people aren't signing up for subscriptions, and I'm busting my ass with all these like, photos and that. Literally. And I'm like, why am I doing social media if it makes me feel like shit and no one like cares? So like, why? I just I don't... always care. I don't know. I think I might just abandon it and just focus on my subscription people. Well, right now, you're um, it's winter. You need to go to the sun. Mm. You're well, the uh, platforms. Cough. All these platforms oh, are no, they're they're the because of the payment processing companies, they're shutting oh. down how they're doing stuff. So are it's you like, taking off on me? Uh I am leaving for the month of January to go scuba diving. Ooh, you are in the tropics. And, you, and you're visiting family in the States soon too, aren't you? Uh I gotta check on my property and my assets, yeah. <laughs> Is a code for something? <laughs> Wouldn't it be no. awesome if you literally just had like literal subs and like, and let me look at your assets, turn around, and like you had to like go and inspect them? That would be amazing. I can't say it's my house because I haven't lived there in like six, yeah. six years. Yeah. So it's kind of just an investment now yeah. with my shit in it. <laughs> yeah. So I just go and check on it. <laughs> <laughs> and i haven't honestly i feel so horrible i haven't checked i wonder was this going to be the last podcast before christmas oh i don't know we could probably do a podcast while i'm in the caribbean yeah but i'm I just don't trying know to think we might need that. I'm see, but this this might be the this might be the because we're recording a bunch obviously everybody because we're going to be traveling and snow and that but i think this might be because um Today is the 6th and Christmas is only, uh, what is that? 15, two weeks away. Yeah, this is definitely going to be the last podcast before Christmas. Merry Christmas, oh. everybody. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a good movie. I almost feel like we should record a Christmas episode. Well, then. let's do that like right after this. A short bonus yeah. or something. Let's do that. We'll do a Christmas episode after this one. Oh. All right. 
This was a great conversation, everybody. <laughs> keep it kinky. Keep it freaky. Bye. Bye.